Hello, and welcome to the Once Again Podcast. We are your hosts, Ashley and Jason. On today's episode, we will be looking at Once Upon a Time, Season 1, Episode 7, The Heart is a Lonely Hunter, written by Edward Kissis and Adam Horowitz, and directed by David M. Barrett. It premiered December 11th, 2011, and had a viewership of 8.19 million. A brief synopsis, one of the town's residents begins to remember their fairy tale past, and Storybrooke mourns the loss of one of their own. Meanwhile, in the fairy tale world that was, the evil queen attempts to find a heartless assassin to murder Snow White. So I guess we'll start off with the uh, title card. And this one features a wolf. It's a wolf. Yeah. It's <laughs> so a wolf. exciting. Yes. Uh, so we know we're in for some action right away. Yes. And it's interesting. Started to include the viewership, like what it premiered to. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but the numbers have been going down. However, uh, next episode, the numbers increase again. And we can discuss why we think that is. Uh, well, okay. It's, is, this, is this the mid-season finale right here that we're talking about or is there another one after this because I know we're getting close we're in December so so the next episode is January 8th so we do skip a couple weeks yeah yeah Yeah. that this is a break this is the Christmas break Mm -hmm. which makes sense yeah given the content of this episode oh yeah but I guess we'll dive right into the episode unless you have anything else you want to say nope we're good to go So in Granny's diner, Sheriff Graham throws a dart at a picture of a deer very accurately. Emma arrives, but leaves immediately because she has not forgiven him for hiding his relationship with Regina. Emma attempts to avoid a conversation, but Graham insists on it, explaining to her that he feels nothing for Regina. He kisses Emma and suddenly sees a vision of a wolf, only to have Emma push him away. Frustrated by Emma's lack of understanding, Graham, drunk, later has sex with Regina. I only have a few notes about here, about this scene here. I found uh, Sydney made a bet with Graham that he couldn't make the next shot and he makes it dead on. And he, uh, he bets him $10 and, or excuse me, he bets him $20. And then when Graham is chasing after Emma, Sydney begrudgingly like holds up the $20. It just kind of made me laugh. Graham, Graham ignored it. This is the first episode in a while that we see him because mm-hmm. I don't think, I think we see him was episode two or three. And then we just, he's gone for like the rest of the time. Like, I don't even think we see him as like a background character when all the stuff with Henry's going on mm-hmm. in the mines, like Sydney just kind of isn't there. And Emma is not wearing a jacket at all in this scene, which no. is, you know, we got her signature jacket looks and yes, I think I've... it's very rare when we see her without one and mm-hmm. Does see her without one here. Yeah, agreed. Um, I've started to pay a little bit closer attention to Emma's clothing. So in the next couple episodes, I might have a thing or two to say about it. But my other note here, it just says Graham kissing Emma and then Regina. Oh, damn. I mean, he's just trying to see if he feels anything with Regina. Like, I get it. Like, yeah. he's trying to make the same thing happen with Regina that happens with Emma. And it's not going to happen. It's just never going to happen. He's trying. Because he feels nothing, as he so eloquently puts it. Yeah, I didn't appreciate the actor at the time when the show was airing. Um, but this has since become one of my favorite episodes throughout the entire series. And I miss having Graham slash uh, Jamie Doran. Dornan. Uh, Dornan, thank you. 
having him on once uh he he's become one of my favorite characters and he's only in the first seven episodes of season one in the enchanted forest the evil queen mourns the death of her husband snow white's father although she herself is responsible for his death snow and the queen seemingly comfort each other over the loss then the queen consults her magic mirror to ask how she can kill snow because she is still beloved by the people and a threat to her bid for the throne. She says the king's knights will not kill his daughter, and the mirror tells her she needs a huntsman. The huntsman and his wolf seem to be enjoying a peaceful life in the woods. The huntsman kills only for himself to live and has no compassion for humans who do not understand the wild. And my note here is the mirror saying to Regina that she needs someone with no heart. And then we go with a man who cries over killing animals. And like, that is not a man with no heart. No. That is a man with too much heart. Yeah, it's like, true. Like, even if he doesn't like humans, that is a man with too much heart. How did he land on him? Yeah. Well, he just, he uh, he doesn't care for people. And, well, yeah, uh, he stabs that guy at the tavern or whatever. Yeah. And, like, I got understood it. But also, that's clearly not his personality at the same time. This no. was never going to go how she wanted, like a hundred percent never going to go the way she wanted. No, I just, I just thought it was funny that the mirror says that she needs someone with no heart. And then at the end of the episode, uh, what happens? Yeah. In the middle of the night, Graham awakens abruptly from a dream of a deer and a wolf. When he tells Regina, the dream felt like a memory. Regina tries to convince him to stay, telling him that he is still drunk, but Graham leaves. As Graham attempts to get in his car, the wolf from his vision appears next to him, startling him before it leaves. I have a couple things here, like Regina directly telling Graham, don't leave, but he does anyway, so she can't exactly control him right now. The wolf in this episode is the same wolf that Emma swerved to miss when she was trying to leave Storybrooke in the pilot. And my final note here says that the wolf that played Graham's quote-unquote brother is also one of the wolves used to design the werewolves in the Twilight series. I guess that's like, true. That's interesting. Yeah, like the I guess you would call them an actor, but the actor wolf uh, is one of the same. Yeah. In regards to you saying like him not leaving, and especially because she has no control over him right now, like obviously we kind of learn later she has to be actually holding the heart to really yeah. be fully in control, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can supposedly control someone without having actual like possession of it in your hand, but that's not, that's just them obeying you because they know you have your heart, their heart, not because you actually have it in your hand. Whereas when you have it, by the laws of what we know, the series tells us you have to be holding it to really well, be in full control. Yeah, and it's interesting because this, all we've seen with hearts so far in the series has been. Regina ripped out her father's heart and he died instantly. And this episode kind of changes the rules with hearts a little bit. It's all about intention and what you intend to do with the heart. Oh yeah. And plus, I think we discussed Regina's father was an old man and it would be difficult if they had it that she just ripped his heart out and he was still standing there saying, no, don't do this, <laughs> you know. I guess that, that does make sense. The following morning, Emma discovers flowers on the table and throws them out, assuming that they are from Graham. But Mary Margaret says that they were hers from Dr. Whale, with whom she had a one-night stand. Emma is glad to hear that Mary Margaret appears to be getting over David. 
Mary Margaret tells Emma that it is obvious that she has feelings for Graham, but does not want to acknowledge them because she is putting up a wall to keep herself from getting hurt. So my notes here are Mary Margaret saying that it was just a one night stand and Emma saying, not according to those flowers. Yeah, that is a little like, what did Mary Margaret do to get those flowers is the real question. Well, she's obviously very proud of whatever she did because she takes the flowers back out of the trash and puts them in a vase and then like coddles them and runs them away from Emma before she could throw them away again. I didn't uh, even think about that, but. Yeah, uh, yeah, whatever, you know. Hey, like, like we said before, she's not a nun. Close as possible though. So we're moving right along. As Graham tries to find the wolf in the woods, he runs into Mr. Gold. Graham tells him about the wolf and Mr. Gold suggests to him that the dreams are memories from another life. And this scene is hilarious. And, you know, my question here is what was Gold doing in the woods with a shovel? Definitely not gardening because he tells Graham that he's gardening. Off podcast, I think he yeah. was doing something with the Dark One Dagger because yeah. that's the most logical thing that he would be doing, even though we don't we don't know currently that he would have, like, we don't know about the dagger really all right. that much. So. Right. And uh, that I, I thought that was an amazing idea because I was just like, he's got to be burying a body out there. But when you said the Dark One Dagger to me, I was like, oh my gosh, oh, yeah, of makes course. Because so yeah. doesn't he, at the end of the season go and fetch it from the woods too once he finds out about bell and all that stuff yeah yeah i believe you're correct so it does make sense no it's definitely giving off mr gold burying a body in the middle of the woods well because i have here in my notes that graham is so distracted by the wolf that he doesn't even notice gold is wearing a plastic apron boots and rubber gloves while carrying a shovel (laughs) come on come on town sheriff Oh yeah, and, Mr. Gold's got like full-on murderer, like serial yeah. killer outfit going on. And Graham is like, I saw a wolf in my dream, so I'm running through the woods really late at night. Yeah. And Graham asks Gold, uh, Graham asks Gold, he says, Did you see anything unusual out, out here? And Gold holding up the shovel and looking at it says, I'm afraid not. I do wish I could be more helpful. <laughs> it's just a great scene. So moving along, as the huntsman and his wolf enter a tavern, other patrons begin to harass him, prompting him into successfully defending himself. His performance is viewed in the magic mirror by the queen, who is greatly impressed. Uh, we briefly discussed this scene. You know, he, yeah. does, he doesn't care about people. He says animals have more honor than people. Animals are pure of heart. So nothing else really to add. Graham finds the wolf in the woods, and when he whistles the wolf goes to him. As he pets the wolf's head, he sees himself holding a knife about to hurt the woman he knows as Mary Margaret. Graham pays a visit to her classroom, telling her that he believes they know each other from another life before Storybrooke. In my note here, I wrote, his vision also includes a stone building with a crest on it that we will discuss very shortly. But after petting the wolf and having his vision, the wolf just disappears. Yeah. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. But also, I, I like how Mary Margaret is already slowly being like, uh-huh. I have my we get into that more, though. Yeah, yeah, we, Soon, we, so. we can discuss that in, in just a moment. Back in the Enchanted Forest, the evil queen summons the huntsman to offer him anything he wants on the condition that he brings her Snow White's heart. 
He agrees to this deal in return, asking for protection of all the wolves in the enchanted forest. And my note here is that Regina was making googly eyes at Graham as soon as he came in. Uh, she's a newly widowed woman in the prime of her life, and he's a ruggedly handsome man with a tortured soul. He's like catnip to her. Uh, no, accurate. Yeah, I, I thought so. Um, anything else you'd like to add? No, that's okay. perfect. So we go back to Mary Margaret and Graham. She assumes that he's been talking to Henry. And while this is not the case, it gives Graham the idea to go and talk to Henry. I have here some notes, Graham asking her, Mary Margaret, how long have they known each other? And when he did... can't, she can't tell him at yeah. all. Yeah. Because, when... you know, by the laws of the curse, they yeah. have all these backstories, but no one actually has dates or years or time. Well, it's just amazing because he, like, my my idea here like she puts her hand to her head uh she puts her hand to his head and says that he's burning up and i was wondering is graham fever because he didn't sleep long and consumed a lot of alcohol and has been running through the woods for several uh hours or is it the curse making him sick so he won't discover the truth huh, a good question i mean the curse is designed kind of to protect itself in some ways but i don't know if it would go that far mm. like to give somebody a fever I don't think we see anything similar happening to anybody so I'm not really sure no I guess you're like right. we see stuff happening when people are trying to leave but that's right. an entirely different issue that's very true not so much like people figuring out on their own like yeah. is he just getting a fever because his mind is trying to put together two different things and yeah. because the curse it's not like when the curse is actually broken and you know it's kind of just a wash over everybody. For him, it's happening in a very disturbing manner. Mm -hmm. So in the next scene, we have Snow White and the Huntsman walking together in the forest, and she sees through his disguise and correctly guesses that he was sent by the queen to kill her. Snow knocks the Huntsman down and flees. My only note here is that Snow offered him an apple, and then she seemingly takes a bite of hers because we hear the crunch sound but we never actually see a bite mark in the apple. And I was thinking a couple episodes, we discussed the idea of whether Jennifer Good Goodwin thought that Snow White should hate apples or whether she actually hates apples in real life. And I think maybe this goes to say that Jennifer Goodwin actually does hate apples in real life. My thing with that is the reason that she knew that he was there to kill her was because he didn't offer condolences mm. for the king dying. And also, he was very uncomfortable in his helmet. Right. That's, yeah, I was about to say, she also says, like, he doesn't know how to wear the armor or something like that. Meanwhile, at the sheriff's office, Regina shows up and warns Emma to stay away from Graham, apparently jealous of his connection with Emma. Graham visits Henry and asks him about the book. I have here that Emma's spending time with Henry and now Graham. No wonder Regina really hates her. So I have a note here because in the Once Upon a Time Reawaken book, Regina straight up calls Emma a slut here. And, like, oh. and it, it's a book for teenagers as far as I am to understand. So yeah. like, that's pretty cool. strong language. Yeah, pretty strong language for a family friendly show and family friendly book. That's interesting. I wonder if it was in the script that she called her that. But, you know, maybe the censors were like, nope, not on not on ABC. Not on my family friendly ABC. 8 p.m. show. <laughs> when the huntsman catches up with Snow, he finds her writing a letter, which she requests he delivers to the queen 
After she is killed, the huntsman takes out his knife, but instead of killing her, he fashions a whistle out of a bamboo stick, telling her it will summon help, and then tells her to run away. And then he does end up killing a deer, so... Yes, that's... To he's, get the heart, yeah. Yes. Back to Henry and Graham, and they realize that he is the huntsman from the story. Henry says that Graham started having these visions after kissing Emma because she owes him her life. In sparing Snow White, it allowed Emma to come into being. Henry tells Graham that after he spared Snow White, the evil queen ripped his heart out because she never wanted him to feel anything ever again. Uh, and my only note here is Henry saying it's kind of her thing in regards to Regina ripping out people's hearts. So my notes here are A, when Henry was like, you kissed my mom. Like, it's like, oh, Henry, if yeah. only you knew. And he's been kissing both your moms. <laughs> Doing more to the one mom. That, that's very true. Also with uh, that the wolf wants him to find, that wants him to find the heart, that that's definitely what the mm. wolf wants. Graham later attempts to explain to Emma that he couldn't feel anything with Regina because he does not have a heart. Graham and Emma then encounter the wolf from Graham's visions and follow it to a graveyard and a vault marked with the symbol that Graham saw in his visions and in Henry's book. The huntsman then returns to the queen with a deer heart, hoping she will not notice the difference. The queen asks him to read the letter, which is an apology for past wrongings, as well as a request from Snow that her stepmother rule the kingdom with compassion. The queen burns the letter and takes the box with the heart in it to store in her vault. When she cannot open her storage safes, it proves the huntsman lied to her and that the heart is not a human heart. And my only note on this scene was Regina's music playing when she has quote unquote Snow's heart. My note here is uh, she specifically says, I shared a secret with her mm -hmm. and she couldn't keep it. That betrayal cost me dearly. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the first time we really hear her like specifically like get into like what exactly happened. Like we still don't have the story, but like we're pushing closer to it mm -hmm. as we kind of still just get allusions to Snow did something. Snow agrees she did something, but we still don't know exactly what. Cutting back to Storybrooke, looking for his heart, Graham fervently searches the vault, which turns out to be the tomb of Regina's father. Regina arrives to place flowers on her father's grave and is furious to find Graham and Emma there. Regina accuses Emma of stealing the sheriff from her, and Emma responds that Regina has chased everyone away. Graham defends Emma, and the women exchange blows. So my notes are Regina saying none of this happened until she got here in regards to Emma, and that behind the scenes, Jennifer, Jennifer Morrison pulled a muscle while shooting the fight scene with Regina, due to shooting the fight from so many different angles in the cold. That's funny. Yeah. Especially for like literally one punch, essentially. Uh, one punch each. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, they, they want to get different angles and everything and see what looks best. Later, while Graham cleans Emma's wounds, Regina pushes aside the coffin inside the vault, which turns out not to be a tomb after all. The coffin reveals a staircase. So going back to my whole, his fever theory, when Graham stopped looking for his heart, his fever went away and he stopped acting irrational. So I, I just thought maybe the curse was doing this to him. 
Maybe, or maybe that's just something tied to taking hearts. I mean, we still like we get a lot about the heart magic and what goes on with taking people's hearts, but we also don't get a lot of explanations at any point on how that really works or affects people. Could be a bunch of things. Back in the Enchanted Forest, the queen has her guards drag the huntsman to her chamber. She yanks his glowing heart out of his body. She tells the huntsman that from now on, he will be her pet and will do her bidding forever. She orders the guards to take him to her bedchamber, warning him that if he ever betrays her, all she has to do is squeeze his heart. And this was the first time that we see a heart being squeezed and it caused terrible pain to the person. Yeah. I think my favorite thing is her just being like, take him to my bedchamber. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, a lot of really rapey vibes coming off uh, Regina right now. Um, for, again, for a family-friendly show, this is yeah. not a family-friendly episode no. at all. Back in Storybrooke, Emma realizes her feelings for Graham and the two kiss just as Regina opens a storage box in her hidden room and clutches Graham's heart, crushing it to dust showing that she remembers that she is the evil queen. Before he collapses and dies, Graham's last words to Emma are, I remember, thank you. And then my note here is that it's the first heart to be crushed. Yeah, so I have a note because in the book, he actually straight up says, she's the evil queen. Oh. <laughs> Before he dies, like. I, you know, it's, you just, you just mentioned that the book is for teens. I, I think they're, you know, they're making it. I assume, I haven't checked, but I'm pretty sure the book is for teens. It has to be at this point because we're very much riding that line of like being too like on the nose yeah. about what's going on. Or maybe his fever came back or something. Um, so I have just a bit of trivia here. This is the final appearance of Jamie Doran as Sheriff Graham. The actor would reprise his role of the Huntsman in the episode a land without magic, and in a flashback as the sheriff and welcome to Storybrooke. Uh, like just using clips that they previously had, they reprised yeah. his role. And then this is the first episode in which Josh Dallas does not appear. Oh yeah, he's not anywhere there. No, there was a deleted scene involving Rumpelstiltskin, but I couldn't find out what the scene was about. And, and a, there was an abandoned idea originally there were plans for a future story about Snow White using the whistle that the Huntsman made for her. The show's creators had something fun planned for it, but it never came to pass. Uh, my assumption would be she calls an army of wolves or something like that. Yeah. So I actually had a thought about what the Rumpelstiltskin scene would be because when Graham and Emma first meet up, Emma does say like, yeah, I've been hearing that you're not doing too well from people. Mm. Could it be that it was Rumpelstiltskin in a cut scene that said something? Because I'm also assuming Mary Margaret said something because at this point, Mary Margaret and Rumpel have seen Graham yeah. kind of wigging out of it. And it wouldn't surprise me if either one of them had gone to him. I, I didn't think of that because the way that I write it in my notes is when we're in the Enchanted Forest, it's Rumpelstiltskin yeah. and when we're in... But this, yeah. I, I just got off the wiki, so... You know, any fan could have yeah. written it. But yeah, you're right. That that very well could have been. And then I have one more note about the uh, book. Uh, on top of him saying that she's the evil queen, he tells Emma he loves her mm. and wipes away her tears before he dies too. Oh. So, wow. Romantic, that make, dramatic that make, ending. Yeah, that makes it all the more tragic. <laughs> right? Uh, 
And he fell in love with her relatively quickly. Yeah, in like a few hours, because I don't think this man was in love with her a few episodes ago or a few chapters ago. No, not at all. But eh, what are you going to do? So anything else you'd like to say about this episode? No, I mean, you said this was one of your favorite episodes. So Yeah, you know, it's it's just in my first viewing of the show, not that I didn't care about it, but it was just one of those kind of felt like a filler episode, but going back and rewatching it, especially with Graham not coming back again, it just, it, it hits me more every time that I watch it. It's surprising too, because they have like, when they have the dream enchanted for us, basically, there's no Graham there either. Like there's been opportunities where we could have easily brought Graham back theoretically, and it's never happened. It's, no. it's kind of like Ruby later on when she just kind of, we don't see her despite, I'm pretty sure, I don't know about or, the um, actress who plays her, but or, can't tell know. me she was busy, not busy enough to like show up for oh. an episode or two. Yeah. Or, you know, um, Maleficent's daughter getting into later seasons. Um, yeah. Huge, huge plot point that just the next season, eh, no, not around anymore. That tends to happen a lot with the yeah. show. Yeah. Like we have a lot of dropped plots that just go nowhere. And oh, and we'll cover them as they come up. <laughs> and characters that are like, yeah, this is the one time we will see this character. Goodbye. But, but yeah, I just, I think it's a very emotional episode. I think Jamie Doran gave a great performance. He went off and did Fifty Shades of Grace. So good for him. But he's much more handsome here, in my opinion, than he is in that movie or movies. I agree. I should, yeah. He needs the beard and the, I, I asked a friend why they changed his appearance for Fifty Shades. And they said, oh, it's very stressed how clean cut Christian Grey is in the books and everything. And I'm like, eh, he looks better rugged. So. Any, Accurate. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to add? No, I'm good. Okay. Well, that concludes this week's episode of the Once Again Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Any questions, comments, or critiques can be addressed to either our email at onceagainpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at onceagainpod. If you're feeling generous and would like to contribute to the podcast, we have several tiers available on patreon.com slash onceagainpod. Also, a like and a share would be greatly appreciated. Thank you and have a wonderful day.